Hey everybody, welcome to the You Were Born for This podcast with Father John Ricardo. I'm your host, that's me, Father John, the Executive Director of Acts 29, where we talk about anything and everything related to transforming parishes. As always, well, almost always, I'm here with Nick, Mary, co-host. How you guys doing today? We're here. <laughs> We're doing brother. great. Hey, it's I'm Eeyore. What's up with that? <laughs> hey, we had a really uh, momentous weekend for the uh, Acts 29 family at large and for uh, your family in particular. Nick, eager to kind of unpack that, and uh, it's going to tie in nicely with this whole topic that we want to talk about today, right? What is that topic? Yeah, today's topic is being priests uh, for our country. Ooh, like that. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a, this is a fun one because a lot of us don't realize... We're all priests. We all have a common priesthood. So we'll get into that. But Father John, let's pray. Yeah, indeed. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day. We thank you for the gracious gift of life, for uh, choosing for us to be alive right now at this moment, and for the access that we have to you because of the precious blood of your Son, which was poured out for us, and his Spirit who dwells in us, uh, who makes us to be your sons and daughters. Father, we ask that you hear uh, our prayer, even now, for our country, this land that we call home. We ask your anointing upon our conversation right now that it would be uh, edifying and efficacious, that it would inspire us to respond to the prompting of your spirit at this moment in history, so that you might pour out mercy upon the land in which we live. We ask all these things in Jesus' all-powerful name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son. And the Holy Spirit. So, Nick, tell us a little bit about the weekend. It was, uh, it was great, and you probably didn't get much sleep. <clears throat> yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was a real blessing. And no, uh, sleep did not happen much in the Jorgensen house. So, so um, in brief, you know, Saturday, um, we, we, Emily and I uh, hosted my future sister-in-law's wedding shower, which was a real blessing. It was, you know, my brother's preparing for the second of marriage. But personally, even... Even more important was my daughter Anne Catherine, our daughter. Uh, she um, she became a daughter of the King. She got baptized. Hey hey, hoo hoo! <laughs> it was it was awesome. So we we had uh, the X twenty nine family and the the at large Jorgensen clan there, and um, it was it was it was awesome. Father John, you were the celebrant, and uh, to have have these two worlds that I am so um, grateful for and in love with my family at X twenty nine and. Love my uh, my siblings and parents and just everyone together celebrating the joyous occasion was was great. But during this, uh, Father John, during your during your um, during the baptism, you were talking about the priesthood. And if you asked one of my, I think my nieces probably uh, or nephews or something like that, um, did you know that you are a priest? Did you know Anne Catherine is now a priest? Yeah, I always do that. So I always love asking, uh, finding like a, either a, a little girl or uh, you know like a a late teenage girl or a girl in her woman in her early 20s and just say, you know, like, are you are you baptized? Uh-huh, yeah. Did you know you're a priest? And they look at me like, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, you know, uh, oftentimes I think as Catholics, we forget this really important truth that there are two priesthoods. You know, there's the there's the priesthood of all believers that we receive in baptism, and then there's the, the priesthood, the ministerial priesthood, so, um, which is a, a different kind of, of priesthood. So before I was, you know, the kind of priest that's wearing a collar and vestments and whatnot, I was the kind of priest that Anne Catherine just became. And, and those of us who are ordained into the ministerial priesthood, that's for the service of those who are already baptized and priests by baptism. 
And so uh, what, what does it mean to say that we're priests? You know, it's a, so baptisms are great because we can always teach. And Mary, you've been at a bunch of baptisms I've done. You've heard all the questions. But I remember Abbot Jeremy Driscoll, who's a, a real hero of mine. He's the abbot in Mount Angel in uh, Mount Angel, Oregon. He taught me when I was in seminary. And he came and did a, a mission for us at uh, Our Lady of Good mm-hmm. Counsel. And he said something there that's just never, um, it's never left my mind. He says, it's the priest's work to bring another before God in prayer. And that's what we're called to do in baptism, to bring the world, our spouse, our children, coworkers, everybody before God, and to lift them up to him. So, you know, we just prayed uh, just a moment ago, thanking the Father that we have access to him. And that's one of the simplest ways to understand what it means to be a priest. So Anne Catherine now has access to the Father. We shouldn't take that for granted. We all have access to the Father, and that's really the uh, the impetus behind um, kind of properly understanding what it is that we're calling the country to do right now, to, to exercise that priesthood that we all have by baptism, those of us who've been baptized, and to stand before the Father and to bring the country to him in prayer, asking for his mercy on our land and to bring healing to our hearts. And again, we talked about this last time, this is all inspired by, uh, in many ways, this uh, national day of prayer, fasting, and public humiliation, I just love that, that President Abraham Lincoln called for uh, at the request of both houses of Congress back uh, three months to the day after the start of the Civil War in 1861. So, great event for you guys as a family. That helps us understand, you know, the remarkable, like something really happens when a person gets baptized. There's a number of other things that happen, but one of them is you become a priest. How do we do that? Boom, here's a very practical way for for us to exercise that priesthood. Make sense? It makes great sense. Uh, I'm, and I think... Um uh, a lot of us don't think that way often. We don't think, you know, about our baptism. We don't even think about how we have this, these roles from our baptism. Um, and so, so now more than ever, our nation cl- clearly needs an outpouring of mercy. Hmm. And so to exercise that baptismal right, that, that very unique stamp on a Christian and say, we're going to go on behalf of the, of the nation right now and beg God for mercy um, and it's, this, seems, this seems to have resounded like crazy in the hearts oh, yeah. of people of this pa- just this past week, right? Mary, I know you've seen, a, you've shared with us a, a, a lot of emails, uh, voicemails, texts that you've received from both friends and then new friends mm-hmm. from kind of all around the country saying, thanks for doing this. This was your idea, by the way. Oh, um, it was the Spirit's idea, but I think what's... I think what's important is people started to kind of reach out to us and um, say, gosh, this is a great idea. This was on my heart, or this was on our hearts, or we were hoping someone would step into this and start the conversation. And so we're seeing movement um, in um, a lot of spheres. I mean, evangelicals are stepping into this space, and, and certainly Catholics, you know, which is kind of, you know, our space, are stepping into it. I know uh, Billy Graham Evangelization Association is now calling for a 30-day uh, movement of prayer. So the Spirit's mm-hmm. moving, and uh, blessed be God. And mm-hmm. I was having lunch this weekend uh, with a dear friend of mine, and she said, I wish there was more that I could do. And I said, you know what? 
the more is to pray and fast. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's a mighty work. That's a spiritual work. Right. So we're going to all press into that. So let's try to unpack this a little bit, because uh, for some people, you know, fasting is a regular part of our lives, and for other people, um, they're still cl- trying to get clarity on uh, what does it mean to fast, and uh, why do we do this, and. How does it quote unquote work, you know? So maybe we can just have a little discussion on that for, for folks to try to um, bring some people back up to speed if this is something new for you. But uh, I often find it helpful just to, to start the conversation with uh, that passage in the Gospels when, when Jesus says, we, we hear this every Ash Wednesday, when you fast, don't fast this way, fast this way. And the line that always strikes me is when you fast, mm. <laughs> not if you fast, but when you fast. Mm. And so clearly, God made man is telling us, uh, guys, I'm expecting you mm. to do some fasting, right? He himself fasted. He fasted for 40 days. And then comes like the biggest duh comment in the Gospels that I know of. And after that, he was hungry. <laughs> like, you think so? I haven't eaten in 40 days. So um, there's a clear expectation that we should fast, but why do we do it? I think one of the I think one of the reasons we do it, or or one of the benefits of fasting, mm-hmm. I think it makes us more attentive to the movement of the Holy Spirit. Because when we're fasting, we're just not fasting for the sake of food deprivation. We're fasting with a particular intention, and if that's always in the fore of our fast. We're going to hear the Spirit and feel the Spirit move and be able to respond. Yeah, I mean, just think yeah. practically. Like, who, who who here speaks? You know, imagine if you're listening right now and you're, you've been assigned to give a talk and you're speaking after lunch. Like, you don't want to be that person. Why? Because <laughs> no one's listening, right? It's hard to be attentive That's a great when I've, when I've filled yeah. my stomach. Yeah. And so when your mm-hmm. stomach's empty, your ears are actually... Mm-hmm more receptive too, right? It's just kind of a, an easy application of that. But Why do you always make me speak after lunch, Father John? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, it's your turn. Let's no. put Nick in. <laughs> you know, uh, just commenting on that real quick. I mean, let, you know, uh, when I've done some serious fasting in life, um, the, uniquely, feeling hunger pain, which we don't do that all often in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when you feel hunger pain, suddenly you're thinking about your intention. You think about God. Right. You think about the spirit. And that's, I mean, that's a game changer right there. Right. So I think too, I mean, at least it's a means to make penance. I mm. mean, it is penitential. It is a way to make reparation, to pray for compunction of heart, mm-hmm. to be truly sorrowful mm-hmm. and to return to God. Yeah. It's also just a simple way to practice self-discipline, right? I mean, if I can't say no to things that I legitimately can have, um, I'm probably going to struggle saying no to things that I probably shouldn't have, right? Mm. So it's a great, you know, we talk about getting in shape a lot around the United States. You know, we got mm. lots of people are in an uproar because gyms are closed and they're having a hard time physically getting in shape. And it's, I mean, St. Paul talks about how how much value there is in spirit or in physical self-discipline. That should help us understand there's even more value in spiritual self-discipline. So fasting is a means of... Uh, spiritual self-discipline mm. as well, huh? And then, of course, Jesus says, remember the, the scene when uh, uh, he's been up on the Mount, uh, the Transfiguration, he comes down, he's with Peter, James, and John on the mountain. The other guys are down below, they're trying to drive out a demon uh, from a, uh, a, a father's right. child, and they, he can't do it, they can't do it, and they look at him afterwards and go like, how come we weren't able to do this? And Jesus says, some kinds 
only come out through prayer and fasting. And so this powerful combination of both prayer and fasting, like one of the ways to think of that for me is um, to pray for someone is an act of love. To fast for them is like a double act of love, mm-hmm. right? Now I'm, I'm putting some oomph behind my, my feelings, right? I'm, I'm depriving myself of something I can legitimately partake of for you, mm. even if you don't know it. And that's a, that's a little act of love, right? You know, it's, a, it, it's a mighty tool in the spiritual arsenal that I think we have forgotten about. And um, you were talking about the demon father, and I'm thinking about the spiritual battle that's being waged for the soul of our mm, nation. Yeah. And so this is a mighty tool, and uh, Jesus practiced it, God commanded it, and it really is a fundamental um, practice that should be in our tool belt as Christians, as believers. Isn't there a lady of Fatima who says, um, through prayer and fasting, wars can be stopped? Amen. I mean, the, the fasting component, right, is key. Right. She's a pretty good reference, huh? Yeah. <laughs> pretty good reference. Mother of God. <laughs> Mother of God. <laughs> she just said. I, I know you, you and I were talking offline uh, the other day about this, and Nick, you were commenting about how how uh, how this has just kind of like fallen off the wayside yeah. for so many Catholics. Like, we just don't do this yeah. anymore. Share share your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, so, so uh, you know, uh, kind of two thoughts quickly. Um, one is just we've lost the art of fasting, if you will. I mean, mm. you know, the church, um, in, in her wisdom, you know, and, 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 and for some very valid reasons, you know, has, has scaled back, right? I mean, we used to fast... Um, from Saturday night until Mass. So everybody wanted the days. 6 a.m. Mass because they, let's end this thing, I'm starving. I those days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't have such a memory uh, of those things, but I just know that's true. And, and now all of a sudden we're, you know, it's Sunday morning, it's, I have 11.30 Mass, it's 10.25, you know, I can still, you know what, it's 10.45, the Eucharist won't be, God's credit till 10, I mean 11.50, I can still eat something. Like Ricardo's just, preaching, I got lots of time. <laughs> we just scale it back further and further. What's the least I can possibly do to still adhere to the Eucharistic fast, right? I mean, Fridays, we, I mean, the only times we're required, I think, in America is what, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday is recommended that on Fridays we fast. I mean, we've lost the, the tradition of, of, of the, the weekly Friday fast. So fasting has just got scaled back further and further towards almost like a moot point. Like if you hear somebody fast on Fridays consistent, you're like, oh, wow, like that's amazing, mm. you know? And, and, and then as men, um, gosh, it, it is it, so many men, you know, uh, it, it, and so many communal circles I run in, so many men constantly come back to the point of like, gosh, I just really struggle with self-discipline. You know, I just can't seem to find um, the ability to eradicate fill-in-the-blank habit or problem or sin mm-hmm. from my life. And, of course, you know, I'm, I'm running to confession with some of the same things my whole life, right? You know, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, you know uh, what, didn't honor my wife again, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. but, but the art of fasting, to fast, to have some rigor, to have some self-discipline, to deny myself food or a coffee or alcohol or something for a day or for a week or, 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 or consistently is to, is to build up my ability to say, I don't have to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just think as, you know, my call to my brothers, like, if, you, if you're struggling with stuff, you have, to, you have to step back into that stream of fasting, that self-discipline, that say no to something for, for, for um, spiritual gain. And that's going to make it easier to say no to other things in life. You know, even as you're talking, I'm thinking of uh, how many guys I know who've uh, just been taken by the whole Exodus 90 movement. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know there's a women's equivalent too. What do they call that? Gosh. 
something. I think it's called Fiat 90. Yeah, and, and, it, and it reminds me, as, as you're talking, mm-hmm. these guys are just like, wow, this is just awesome. It's changing my life. And uh, oftentimes, I think it's because they don't have any habit of doing this regularly. Mm-hmm. It's introduced something which was once basic to Catholic and Christian life, yeah, which, as you said, is just gone now for so many people, and it's back into their lives. Now the challenge is, how do I incorporate this? And so bringing it back to what we're talking about, we want to incorporate it on one day in particular for the whole country, uh, specifically asking God to be merciful to our land and to bring healing uh, to our hearts, not their hearts out there, but but our hearts. Maybe we just talk real quickly, like, how does it, quote unquote, work? Like, people often ask me that as a priest, like, Father, how's fasting work? What's it do? And I always tell them, um, I don't have any idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I know Jesus tells us to do it, and I know it works. Like, I know it, it bears fruit yeah. in our own personal lives. Uh, when we're trying to overcome something, it bears fruit when we fast for, like, oftentimes I'll give a, you know, a spouse... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll suggest to them as a penance, why don't you consider fasting for your husband or for your wife mm. uh, for this challenge that they're going through? And, and that bears fruit. And we have here in our office, we got a, um, a photograph of Old Head, which is one of my favorite golf courses in the world. In Ireland, it's out in the middle of the Atlantic, right? And Old Head is this golf course built on cliffs. And I often think of that picture for fasting, like um, a, a coastline over thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of years is impacted by wind and waves and rain, so much so that it just gradually begins to erode, right? And so in my mind, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's helpful for me. Um, I think when we fast for another, what I'm, what I'm trying to do, what, what I'm encouraging us to do as a country, let's fast that Somehow, by our prayer and our fasting, um, our country's resistance to grace mm. will be eroded. That's a great image. Right? I love that. I can't make you do something, mm-hmm. but I can help you do something mm-hmm. by making it easier for you to choose mm. it. Mm-hmm. In this case, by doing this little act of love, by asking God to erode our resistance to the grace that he wants to impart upon our country. Yeah, erode, the, erode the resistance. I love that. So let's talk about some practicals. Like, what, what can we do on this day, September 24th? It's the last Thursday of the month of September. We're suggesting that date. We're putting that date forward because uh, Lincoln in 1861 called the whole country to set aside one day, and it was the last Thursday of September. For us, it's September 24th. Um, and we got some particulars about what we can do, right? So how can we observe this day and make it just stand out? Maybe we just treat it like a, like a Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, make it a day wholly given over to the Lord. Heart, mind, body, and soul. And, and uh, for those of you who already try, like, not to shop, like, try not to shop that day. If, it, if it's going to the grocery store, try to prepare the weekend ahead or the Saturday before so you don't have to run out on Sunday, so, um, or so you don't have to run out that day. And one of the things that's on my mind, even as I'm thinking about this, is um, treating it like a Sunday, like not spending. Maybe even just like that day, refrain from like online spending. Mm. Maybe you don't go to Amazon. I'm on Amazon all the time of the day, fasting from book purchases and everything else because Amazon's in our back pocket right now because we're all shopping that way. So maybe just to refrain from mm. spending. 
Yeah, yeah. In, in my mind, I, I think coupled with that, Mayor, I'm thinking, I think in my own spirit, I think we're supposed to approach today with, with a somber tone, almost mm-hmm. like a Good Friday mm-hmm. tone. So it's a Sunday in the sense of things are set aside. We don't do um, you know frivolous things that we could do on another day, but also just like having a, an interior demeanor that's just somber. It's sorrowful. It's mm-hmm. begging. It's mm-hmm. mindful of the fact that only God can fix what's wrong with us right yeah. now. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, another one that comes to mind is, I mean, if it's possible, if it's reasonable, possibly take the day off or maybe mm. the afternoon, take the afternoon off mm. just to really enter into this, this, this space of standing in the gap Begging God on behalf of the nation, right? Say, okay, Lord, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this day somber. And I'm going to take part of the day off or and the whole day off. What a way to witness, right? So, I mean, can you imagine saying to your boss, "Hey, can I take that? Can I take the afternoon off on the 24th?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, no, no problem. Why? Oh, uh, I got some personal stuff. No, uh, because testimony. a whole yeah. set of us around the country, uh, Jewish, Catholic, Evangelical. Um, right. Everybody. God-fearing people. Yeah, we're praying and fasting for God's mercy. What a witness that could be, right? That's beautiful. You know, when we were talking last week, you guys, um, Father John, you said something that was so beautiful. You said, wouldn't it be something if there was this collective, everyone going to their knees together? Like, like, Mm. like just imagine what that would look and sound like. And um, maybe what we do is we hit our knees at the hour of mercy, the three o'clock hour, and we're all praying together. And I know a lot of evangelicals as well as Catholics that pray the divine mercy. We are praying for mercy upon our land, but that hour is holy. And if you're awake at 3 a.m. on Thursday the 24th, if you feel so moved by the Spirit, Mm. crawl out of bed, kneel by your bed, and start to pray even now. There's 24 hours in this prayer and fast, right, guys? So. And thinking of that, you know, for uh, for my priest brothers, maybe one of the things that we can do to help facilitate that is consider setting aside that day, Thursday the 24th, as a time for all-day exposition. Inviting Beautiful. people to come in, you know, safely, of course, with all the social distancing. That's a great that we need idea. To do. But set aside that time and then maybe do like, you know, if we're Catholic, pray the, pray the chapel at 3 o'clock or maybe offer mass at 3 o'clock. Right. I mean, do something significant that just sets apart the day and 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 helps people understand this is this is a potentially momentous uh, event in the in the history of our country please god yeah and then and then we, we, i think you said this last time and probably today too but just how, so how, how can we fast that day there's a lot of ways to fast we'd recommend for those who can do it no food from the moment you wake up <laughs> let's get clear on fasting right like no food until dinner I mean, so tied into what you just said, Father. I, like, you mean I won't die? Well, <laughs> no. Oh. Your stomach will growl, but it doesn't mean death is, is near. You're, you're suggesting <laughs> skipping two whole meals? In a row. Oh. Back to back. No snacks. So, but, but, but in all seriousness, right? I mean, so for some of us, this will be a tremendous challenge, mm. and it's a challenge worth doing. Because we are we we are in a time of, we're in, we're in great need of mercy, right? So so skip from the moment you wake up until dinner time. I mean, and ideally, like you just said, you know, maybe this could end at five o'clock at the mm. parish right. with mass, and then you go to dinner or six right. o'clock or something like that. So so only liquids. Yes, you can have coffee, but you could also skip coffee. You know, yes, you can have orange juice, but you could also skip oranges. You could just have water. You know. So the point is, push yourself. Step into a new place, 
preferably skip two meals if you can't do something else skip you have to eat for some reason you, you know some physical condition or, or whatever's going on in your life maybe you're maybe you're pregnant and you just really need to eat skip coffee right you know whatever it is yeah there's lots of things that we can give up if you can't uh, fast from food you know the church used to say as long as you can get it through a straw i think the church still says this actually <laughs> As long as you can get it through a straw, it technically doesn't break the fast. So Can I get um, steak through a straw? Yeah, we would not suggest that you frappe a filet mignon or uh, go out and get your favorite milkshake. You know, like really try to, you know, we're joking, but really try to do what we can to observe the somber tone. And again, think mm. Good Friday. You know, that's what this could be for us. And, and you know, Mary, you had suggested maybe even... Uh, Pulling up Lincoln's proclamation yeah. and sharing that as a family, huh? Yeah, you know, print it out and put it in a place that's uh, prominent in your home. Um, and maybe just not read that, but take it to prayer. It is such a powerful message. And so take that to prayer and and make it our own. Yeah, we're going to put that back. I think it's on our website, but we'll, we'll keep pushing it out and making sure that people can find it. It's easy just kind of Google, uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln's 1861 proclamation mm -hmm. for a day of fasting. It's mm -hmm. a great way so to moving. teach families. I mean, you with, uh, with the boys, they might be a little young and uh, certainly Anne Catherine is, but it's a great <laughs> chance to just, you know, incorporate that into some way of helping people understand like the country used to be such that a president could speak like this and everybody knew what he was talking about. Right. I mean, we talk about Christendom, right? So, so here's Abe Lincoln calling for a day of fasting and repentance and public humiliation, as he says. And everybody knew what he, everybody knew what he meant. Imagine if the current president did that. Probably hardly any of us would know what he meant. Many people would be offended by it. Right. But at home, I'm thinking about my family. Mm. I mean, we can pray the rosary together for our nation that mm -hmm. day, right? I mean, include this as part of it. The kids can be involved. Invoking Our Lady of Ransom. We mm. talked about that last last episode, right? Mm. Um, and, and we can read the proclamation in our family context, you know? Mm. And again, even if you have older kids, littler kids, you know, just, just, to, just to, to make the point, my five-year-old Noah could understand that we are praying for the country because our country is not in a good place. Because guess what? Noah's wearing a mask every single Sunday. I mean, every single day we go out, right? That's right. I mean, so I can, he, I can tie it all into his life and he can, he can step into this place too. So, you know, we're not, we're not, we don't have an exhaustive uh, list here, but we, we're at least given some ideas. If the Lord inspires you to do something on your end that's, uh, that's not mentioned here, then great, go for it, do it. Maybe a couple things just to wrap up, right? So how can we spread the word, right? What, what is it we can do to continue to get the message out? Because uh, we think this is God's inspiration and we want to we want to get it out to everybody in our country, every man and woman of goodwill, right? So uh, what, what can we do? Gosh, maybe just spread the word to, 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 your, to your pastor or, or your bishop. Hmm. Um, tell, your, tell your family, your friends, your neighbors. Um, one of the thoughts too is, you know, just maybe um, encourage your, your, your pastor to add it to the prayers of the faithful, like starting even this next Sunday mm. and pray in advance up to this day. Uh, but share it far and wide. You know, social media is a great way to spread the word. And so just get the word out that way. Reach out to your, maybe even reach out to some of your congressmen. You know, uh, be bold. Step into that space. All of their information is available online. And on both sides them. of the aisle, right? This is sides, such right. an apolitical thing. Like right. this, this. This is, is our country. Absolutely. Right. It's not. A, this is not a party fest. <laughs> this is for our nation. Right. Yeah, I, I was struck too. You know, uh, uh, you, we're in the uh, in the liturgy of the hours. We're reading from a, a letter of Barnabas, or attributed to Barnabas, the companion of Paul, and. Um, he, he, uh, he quotes Isaiah in the letter that I think was Monday and, uh, where 
the Lord just rebukes the people, you know, who are doing all this fasting, but they're, they're living unjustly. Mm-hmm. And the Lord says, is that the kind of fast that I want? You know, where you just, you don't eat, you put on sackcloth, you know, and, and then he goes on to the scathing rebuke, like, this is the fast that I want, that you would be, you know, uh, sheltering the homeless and feeding the hungry. And so, um, by all means, we want to keep those things in, in, in mind. You know, there's a lot of injustices going on right now in our world, and it's not enough to fast, but that doesn't mean that fasting isn't important, right? right. We just want to kind of remember those things. Right. Another, another thought, too, I mean, gosh, the Word of God. Like, spend time in the Word of God. One of, the, one of our favorite passages we've talked about a lot over the last set of weeks and, um, is Second Chronicles 7.14, where we read, If my people who were called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, and I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Isn't that the prayer of our hearts, you guys? So this passage is basically about God's promise to Solomon to be merciful. So what we're actually doing is we're begging God not to give us what we really deserve. And this passage, this beautiful word from God, is addressed to all of us as believers. And this passage is a conditional promise that we, not they, Mm. but we, starting with me, turn from sin. I just think that's just a powerful maybe passage to also print it out, put it in a prominent place in your home, bookmark your your, you know, your Bible, and pray that prayer that love day. I love that idea, Mary. I love that idea. So we started by talking about this great event in your family, brother, and uh, and we reminded uh, everybody who was gathered for the baptism that, that, uh, that God has willed Anne Catherine into existence at this very moment, and he's uh, blessed her with this extraordinary gift of having access to him. He, mm-hmm. She can call him father because mm-hmm. she is his daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, And every single one of us has been willed into existence by God for this particular moment. And for those of us uh, who have access to the Father because we know Him to be the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, um, He is encouraging us to take advantage of that, we would say, Mm -hmm. and to go before Him every day, by all means, but in a very concentrated way on September 24th to ask the Father to be merciful to our country and to heal our hearts. And don't forget that God, the God who made the world, the God who sent his son to redeem the world, the God who even now on his throne is Lord of heaven and earth, um, he's with us. And because he's with us, we don't have to be afraid. And you and I were born for this very moment to ask his healing on our land. God bless you guys. 